municipal elections are tomorrow. I hope this isn't the first you're hearing of it. Most Chicagoans are still undecided, and a crowded pool of candidates gives voters a range of choices, from connected establishment people to progressive newcomers. And there's lots of other races we should all be paying attention to. That's where our next guest comes in. Becky Vivi is here. She's WBEZ's politics reporter. And she's here to help us narrow things down, or at least give us an update on what we need to know about the races that affect all of us. Good morning, Becky. Thank Good you for joining. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, so just making sure. There's still over a dozen people running for mayor. Yes, there are 14 on the ballot. Okay, so the sheer number of people running kind of makes a runoff almost inevitable, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I mean, we, I'm not going to say 100% because, you know, there's always, you know, you never know what will happen on election day. But uh, I think most people have accepted at this point that there's going to be a runoff in in April. Um we always have runoff elections. Usually it's just, you know, a dozen or so aldermanic races. Um, we did have our first mayoral runoff when um, Jesus Chuy Garcia took Rahm Emanuel into a runoff in 2015, um, at least under the runoff system. And, yeah, I think it's pretty um, pretty well set that we're going to have one this year. <laughs> Can you remind folks of the circumstances that are necessary to uh, cause us to go into a runoff? Yes. Yeah, so basically somebody does – you. If nobody gets 50% plus one, then there's a runoff. So they'll take the top two vote getters. So in aldermanic races, it often looks like, you know, 40% for this guy and 42% for this guy and then a third party person or a third um, candidate getting, you know, something. Um, in the mayoral race, what, what that means is that with 14 candidates, we're going to have probably the top two vote getters in the teens yeah. <laughs> in terms of percentage. Um, a lot of the polling is showing that. There's sort of four or five candidates that are around between, I don't know, 13% and 18%. If they're able, you know, whoever gets the top two uh, percentages will then go to the runoff and all of the people who, the other 12 who don't make the runoff, um, there'll be really an interesting scramble to see who do they throw their support behind and do do their voting bases follow them? Like, do they say, okay, I voted for Amara Enya. She didn't, she didn't get into the runoff, but she's throwing her support behind so-and-so. I don't agree with so-and-so yeah. and therefore I'm going to just stay home. Or perhaps, you know, those votes do end up, people do say, okay, well, I trust her, her, her opinion or, and, and, um, follow suit so it'll be a, a really strange scramble in between the two elections it will it's 8 45 on the morning and powered by vocalo becky vv from wbz is here we're talking about tomorrow's election who's getting the most buzz becky vv oh my gosh um people well, are spending a lot of money yeah, <laughs> yes they are that's true though it's nothing compared to the governor's race that's true fall. nobody has those nobody has those pockets to, to beat um <laughs> You know, I would say, uh, let's, I'll say this. There are about, you know, six or seven that really, I think, grab headlines every day who have really well-funded campaigns who are out there. You've probably seen them at L-stops. You've surely seen their signs. Um, I, I saw, actually, a side note, I saw a really funny tweet from someone this weekend um, with the picture of a tree that was just literally, like, covered in different <laughs> signs. And I was like, that, somebody said, that's what my brain looks like. And I couldn't agree more. Um, but, you know, we've got... Tony Preckwinkle, who's the Cook County Board President. Mm -hmm. People know her because of the office she holds. She's also the chair of the Democratic Party in Cook County. Bill Daly, 
the brother and son of former Mayor's Daily, mm-hmm. uh, Susana Mendoza, who is the Illinois Comptroller, Gary Chico, Paul Vallis. These are familiar names. Then you have Amara Enya, who's getting a ton of buzz, um, who has you know the backing of Chance the Rapper. She's kind of all over. He he tweets about her and posts on social media about her all mm-hmm. the time. Um, so she, that's certainly helping her a lot in terms of buzz. Um, Gary McCarthy, former police chief, and Lori Lightfoot, former police board president. Policing is a really big issue in this yeah. election, so those two names really seem to, um, I think, grab a lot of people's attention as well. Who, uh, okay, so there's polling to tell us uh, who's uh, got this buzz, who might go into a runoff. Is polling telling us anything about voter turnout? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I haven't really seen any that 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 look at turnout. And turnout's a weird thing, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, the weather can affect the turnout. Um, and I, I haven't looked into to that in particular. But we do know that turnout is generally low for local elections with so many candidates um, and so much news going on. I, I mean, I guess we could potentially see a bump this year. We also did see bumps... Um, in the midterm elections, so perhaps there will be some carryover from that. I'm actually heading to the Board of Elections super site downtown today where people can vote um, to get an update from the Board of Elections because they do have numbers um, as of, I guess would be current as of this morning, Mm -hmm. of how many people have early voted, how many people have mailed in their ballots, that kind of thing. So I'll have more later today. There's 50 aldermanic seats up for grabs. Let's go over each and every one of them. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> we would be here all day, Jill We would be here all day. But there are some of these races that are attracting more attention than others. Right. What are people looking at? Well, I think, you know, there are certain races that, um, uh, you know, development and affordable housing are very big issues, aside from public safety and policing. Mm-hmm. I would say policing and public safety are really universal across every single one of the 50 wards, some more so than others. But in terms of aldermanic races, a lot of people are focused on this development, affordable housing, and corruption. Um, Those three things are very tied together. And so we looked at some races where these dynamics seem to be at play a lot. Um, One is the 25th ward, which um, covers its Pilsen, University Village, University Village, um, parts of the South Loop, Chinatown. This is Danny Solis's old seat. Danny Solis, as we know from the news, he was um, wearing a wire for federal authorities. Um, he's, he wore a wire on Ed Burke, um, who, who, who was proven to have yeah. shaken down this, these Burger King execs, or who, no who one was seems being charged to, with that. Yeah, no one seems to know where Danny Solis is right now. Like, right. Literally, so, like, in the world. The interesting thing about the 25th is that you've got five, um, I would call them all, you know, millennial Latinos running, and you've got big, big development issues at play. The 78 is Mm. up. It's moving through zoning and through um, the plan commission. This is this giant neighborhood project um, just south of the South Loop. And there are really big questions in a number of aldermanic races. 25 is one. um, uh, The the 43rd, where Lincoln Yards is, that's Lincoln Park. Um, You've got these dynamics at play and so what you're hearing from a lot of the challengers is we need we need new fresh voices we need people who are going to stand up for the people who live in these communities not necessarily for developers and big interests Um, but of course you know development is one of the things that aldermen have a lot of power over Mm -hmm. Um, if you derive a lot of your power if that position derives a lot of power from this thing development and zoning you know 
I, people have said to me, well, we've heard this before. Everybody says we want something new. We get Then they get into the office and they have to sort of do these things and, yeah. and, and make these decisions. And it, it becomes, after a while, then how do you actually change the culture um, unless a bunch of you aldermen unite and say, like, we're going to give up this zoning power or something? I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's something that affects each and every Chicagoan, no matter where in the city you live. Oh, the other yeah. word where this is really interestingly happening is in the 20th, um, which is south of Hyde Park, Woodlawn, mm-hmm. which is right by where the Obama Presidential Center w- is going up. There's also, it's kind of like the mini mayor's race. There's probably going to be a runoff there. There's like something like eight candidates. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the exact number in front of me. But... Um, these are these are ward races that if you go to wbez.org, we have a crib sheet that we run down a number of these different wards and we give you the names of the candidates and we talk a little bit about what what the issues are. Let's talk about quickly uh, clerk and treasurer, two oh, yes. things that keep the city that works working <laughs> in a very real way. What are we looking at here? So treasurer's race is really interesting. It's the first time we've had a contested treasurer's race in a while. Um, that's the seat that is vacated, being vacated by Kurt Summers. Mm. And Alderman, former Alderman, or he's leaving his post, he's currently an Alderman still, Amea Pawar of the 47th Ward is running for that seat, as well as State Rep Melissa Conyers Irvin. Um, she represents the West Side. Uh, she, she wants to use that office to also drive a lot more financial accountability. Alderman Pawar has talked a lot about a public bank. And then there's a third candidate. Um, he's a CPA. His name is Peter Garapi, and he has talked a lot about really trying to get that office to to um, engage in in a in really solid um, financial best practices to grow the investment portfolio, which is really you know Kurt Summers did a lot of growing of the investment portfolio, mm. and the reason that matters is that if the city's investment portfolio grows, that's less um, they're able to make re- revenue off of that, and then that's less. Um, of a budget hole that they have to come to you and say, hey, taxpayer, we need revenue from you. Yeah. Because if we can make revenue off of our investments, then we don't have to make revenue off of you. So, you know, there's there's interesting um, views uh, from these three candidates of what that office should do. So that's an interesting one. We have more about that on our website as well. And then the clerk's race is an uncontested race. But the weird thing is you will see three names on your ballot. That's because two people who were removed by the Board of Elections, appealed to circuit court and then appellate court. Um, their process in the courts was playing out when the ballots had to get printed. And um, as far as as of last Friday, the courts have upheld the ruling that the Board of Elections made, which means basically that they're, they're not going to count the votes for those two women. They're only going to count the votes for Anna Valencia, who's the current incumbent who was safely on the ballot when, you know, the Board of Elections printed it. Um, but I guess if they if, if they further appeal up appellate court, which I haven't gotten any indication they're going to, then that, you know, potentially those votes would count. But it's 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 either they both, either they count all three or they only count one. There's no in the middle. So there's no, like, in the middle where you're like, well, if I cast my vote for this person and I really wanted to cast my vote for this person, then what do I do? No. Like... Just vote how you want to vote, and then the board of elections will count the one, the ones or one that they, the courts tell them to. WBZ has plenty of resources and tools. Hit us with them so we can be more informed. Yes. So, like I said, we have the the crib sheet. W, it's on wbez.org. We also have um, a 
uh, questionnaire that we did with the all 14 uh, candidates for mayor. There are 20 questions, a variety of different topics. You can see how everyone answered. You can also get to that by going to wbez.org slash mayoral match, which will basically ask you those 20 questions. And then whether you say yes or no, it will tell you which candidates like you percentage said yes or no with. Yeah. Um, it's not like a perfect algorithm. It's not going to like <laughs> read your mind and tell you who you should vote for. So don't take it as that. But it's a really helpful exercise. And I think what I like about it is you can just you can kind of click through, read a little more about issues that maybe you don't know a whole lot about. We we had our, our reporters and our team of editors come up with those questions and there's context and some additional information if you're looking for more on, say, mental health officers going with police officers to police calls, for example. That's mm-hmm. one of the questions has to do with that. So those are the places to go. You can also subscribe to the On Background podcast and binge that in the next 24 hours. We've been doing um, a number of different episodes about the municipal races. We had an episode about wards to watch. Last week, we answered listener questions. Um, we did do an episode about some of the corruption scandals. Well, we did a couple of episodes. We did Burke and Solis um, deep dives. And then, yeah, we're going to be doing a results show on Friday. So hopefully if you subscribe to On Background, you'll feel prepared (laughs) for tomorrow or Uh, as prepared as you can be. Get prepared, Chicago. WBZ has your back. Uh, Thank you so much for making time in your (laughs) outrageously busy schedule (laughs) to join us. 